Hello and welcome to one of the most popular things that we do here on the In The Money Media Network. It's our pro players show for the Breeders' Cup. And we've got a slightly different cast this year. One man who's been a stalwart of all the pro shows we've done. We'll introduce him first. He's having a nice morning betting Hong Kong. You've heard his voice on these airwaves many times. He's Sean Borman. Sean, how are things? Uh, things are good, PTF. It's Breeders' Cup week. Had a nice little morning. It's, uh, it's re I'm ready to roll. Hearing some good confidence uh, from you ahead of this uh, Breeders' Cup betting challenge. I'm sure that's one of the things we'll talk about throughout the course of the show. And joining you today will be the uh, the brother of a frequent guest, but uh, he is certainly not just that, one of the most respected horse players anywhere. Always very popular when he comes on these airwaves. Been helping us out a lot lately with Santa Anita, Duke Matisse. Duke, you excited for the Breeders' Cup? I'm getting there. I think uh, I think there's a few opportunities out there, and uh, you know, um, not so much Friday. I think more Saturday. I think the um, the two year olds could be difficult, but but we'll see what happens. Uh, yeah, it's getting closer and closer, and uh, can't wait for it. Had an interesting conversation about the, the that idea of being really aggressive in the Breeders' Cup betting challenge on Friday, and how that can be very difficult because of just like the inherent two-year-old volatility, especially this year when you've got a favorite. I mean, boy, Tamara in that juvenile Phillies with, with Vivi's dream not competing in there and just the way the draw broke out. I mean, she might be two to five. I was thinking she might be a couple of weeks ago. I was thinking she might be four to five at least in there. I, I, I'm going to take the under at this point. It is, it is harder to uh, get stuck in to these, to, to these short prices on, on horses that have so little form. Do you do you agree with that idea, Sean? I mean, could you see making a big all-in move in the BCBC on the first day? In general, I don't really have a problem with it, um, but on this particular card, no, I do not. I don't see that as uh, as happening for me. Do you think is that in part because Tamara is not the lock that uh, people think, or do you think it's more of a case of the price just being too short? I, well, I think her her price relative to the, to her talent, it's just going to be too low for me. I, I don't think she's, you know, I don't think she's an absolute slam dunk, but she's fairly close just because the field I think is, is very weak. Um, but she, you know, she's just got one of those, one of those patterns for two year olds that I'm not, I'm not going to stake any big money on. She's never been long. She's never run a above part late pace figure. So is is brilliant flashy she is she's she's vulnerable to me any course in particular i think you were one of the people who mentioned vv's dream to me with her out of the picture is there a specific alternative you might want to at least a small uh take her on with yeah i like candy but i do, i don't love the draw um i think the one is probably a negative for her um so it's it's probably gone from a, a you know BCBC terms, it's probably I'll just make a minimum and move on. And then it's not a not a race I'll bet in cash very much, I don't think. Duke, I want to ask you about Candy. You're as respected of a, of a trip handicapper as there is. And while I see Sean's point about her being a reasonable alternative on paper, I have questions when I watch her tape and she seems to be, maybe it's just green, but like just not a very fluid action through the stretch that makes me think that Tamara's going to handle her. What's your opinion on that race in general? And did you have any note like that on Candy? Um, I didn't have uh, anything 
necessarily green. I think uh, some of these horses, when they you know when they gain so fast, like she did in, in her last race, and she got into the stretch, maybe she was a little bit goofy on a wrong lead, and you know flip flopping. She's you know she's young, so the leads I think uh, in the stretch you know tend to be why I think the horses get a little goofy. They don't know what they're what they're supposed to do when they hit the front like that. So, right. but she's been, she's been super, super good in both her races, but not to the likes of Tamara. I mean, the, un, the thing about that Sean said about Tamara is she hasn't been two turns, you know, and uh, that could, could be a problem, but if it isn't uh, that race is uh, that race is the race is over. If, if she, if she just makes it around two turns, they can't, they can't compete with her. She was, I mean, as, Impressive as a two-year-old as I've ever seen in the in the Del Mar Debutant. The visual impression of that—I mean, I think I laughed. It was—it was really like there were two races happening at at the same time. She was in; she was breathing her own air, as they say. And the two-turn question is an interesting one for me. The sort of super soft angle about you know Beholder, the mom, being able to to do just exactly that in her Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies win ten years ago. But then the more I think grounded in data case for it is just Richard Mandela's success over the years. Just just the hands she's in, I, I feel like couldn't be any better to accomplish something that for some some trainers I'd have a much bigger problem with a stretch out like that than um, than that. But I probably made you guys spend too much time talking about a two to five shot. So <laughs> let's move on to anything else. Do, do, are, are you um, do you have any place? for either BCBC purposes, Duke, or um, or just your cash play that you'd be excited about Friday, or is it really all about Saturday for you? No, it's not all about Saturday. I, I think you lo- you learn stuff on these, uh, you know, two-year-old cards. You see certain things that happen, you know, maybe earlier in the day, and, and uh, maybe we can get a little bit of a somewhat of a bias. So you always got to be – you always got to be awake. You know, you got to be watching and uh, – always preparing for little changes and maybe you catch a, a better, a better race that, you know, you didn't think was as good, you know, something, something along those lines. So I'm thinking, uh, the very first race, I think I, I think I might actually make a play in that race. I like big Evs. I I watched uh, a lot of tapes on big Evs and she is super, super, he is, he is super, super fast. Um, I, I was surprised how fast, you know, when you don't usually see those Europeans pop the gate and, and just be really quick in that horse. I mean, I, I was super surprised how fast he was. So I really like big ebbs in the, in the two-year-old uh, juvenile turf sprint. Yeah, that's in the, in the turf sprint. Big ebbs certainly looks different sauce than a lot of the, as does live in the dream who we'll, we'll talk about too on the Saturday card different than the typical European turf sprinters that we've seen in that they have just this incredible, incredible pace out of the gate. There is a, a stat hoodoo thing. I know, Sean, you love to dispel these, but I'll, I'll tee you up. I'll tee you up for one of Sean Borman's greatest hits by asking you, I don't know the exact stat, but it's something like the last 20 North American shippers, first time North America horses that have run over the Santa Anita main oval turf sprinting haven't won there's like an 0 for 20 type stat out there do you do you consider that at all i mean i think you need to consider just about everything but it's always you know price dependent so you know uh, 
I typically would not think it's as important as most players would think. And I'd be glad to, you know, bet against stats like that all the time. But it just, you know, it just depends on, on the price you're getting on the horse that, that it's relevant to. Um, I assume that's relevant to big abs or you would have asked it. And, you know, I sort of agree with Duke. That horse is really fast and really talented. Um, I, so, you know, for him, I, I don't think I would, I would, that, that doesn't really matter to me for, for a really talented horse. But I mean, if he's sitting there at eight to five for some reason, or, you know, less than two to one in a pretty competitive field, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really want to bet on him. But if he three to one or four to one, I think it's probably a pretty good play. Yeah. I think I'm guessing big abs will probably be like seven to two, four to one. Um, on past of these shows for the Breeders' Cup, Sean, we've done them a little bit later in the week. I don't know if you've had the time to do all the European figure work that you typically do. Um, but, you know, from what I'm looking at, I'll give a little sneak peek of what folks can find on the In the Money Plus side when we're going to have the all the Rob Dove, one of the top 10 pro punters in the UK today, figures in there. You know, in form, in form terms, he's got big Evs running like a 92. I mean, that... That would be pretty good value for a horse that was going to be four to one, I would say. Do you have a, a figure guess? Do either of you guys have a figure guess for Big Evs? You know, I've got it just a little bit higher than that, too. So I've got it like a more like a 94. Gotcha. That's got to be the best in the field by, by far. Yeah, it's, it's the best. It's, you know, it's, I don't, yeah, it is. I'm looking through it right now. It's, yeah, he's got the top figure. How much figure work, Duke, do you tend to do on these European runners, or do you rely more on your race watching instincts for the, these kind of uh, situations? Yeah, I don't do any uh, foreign speed figures. I just watch. I, I tried to watch two or three races of each of one of these uh, Europeans, and that one just Big Evs just impressed me on on tape. I, I just don't usually see that out of those uh, Europeans uh, that that big flashy speed and then can keep going. Um, I mean, if he breaks bad, I mean, that's that's where you're in deep trouble with a horse like that. But I mean, I don't see that happening based on what I've seen uh, off the tape. But I, yeah, I don't I don't tend to, to worry about the figures, especially with these two year olds um, coming from over there. I just think uh, if they're bringing a horse like this over, they're not coming here to lose. That's for sure. In your experience, Duke, with these main track turf sprints at Santa Anita. I mean, how important, or well, maybe I'll, I'll ask it this way. Is it impossible to close? I mean, is it, do you think despite all the speed signed on, it's still going to be like a speed of the speed kind of thing? Or do you think it makes sense to, at least for exotics purposes, consider the idea of a meltdown to get some closers and long shots in there for second and third? The Santa Anita uh, turf course plays very, very inside favoring um, almost all the time. That's one thing I think listeners can, uh, can take uh you can take that pretty much i mean that's pretty much the way it always plays like that early position if you don't make position before that turn you're almost cooked i mean like a horse like slider in that race now slider has been super impressive in 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 all its starts but he blew the turn last time and still won a horse starting from way out there in 11 post i mean uh you know if he blows a little bit of the turn, he's not not going to beat the best horses in the world, you know, the best two year olds in the world. So, you know, there's things you can you can use, and that's one of them. I think outside posts will be 
unless you can get over, I think you're going to be in deep trouble in a five for a long turf sprint at Santa Anita. Beyond big abs, Sean, did you have any fancies or horses to talk about in the, in the turf sprint, the juvenile turf sprint? Well, just, you know, I think, I think the give me the beat boys is a little interesting. Um, just all figures. I, I think that horse could get sort of lost in the market and he, you know, he runs high 80 to 90 type figures. So, um, I haven't done the video work yet that the Duke's done. So I don't know much about that horse, but just from a, you know, from a figure standpoint, that, that horse sort of fits in there. It could, and could be a, could be a price play. Yeah. Visually, uh, he looked, than, uh, visually looked like a cutback would be good for that horse actually. Cause he's cut oh, really? six to five. Yeah. Yeah. That is interesting. Um, you know, so I think I think he's interesting. The, you know, the rest of them all sort of the, the the rest of the Euros and the Americans all sort of run similar figures for me. I, I think it's a very competitive race. Um, but I think what Duke was saying about positioning is is exactly right. It's going to be, you know, it's going to be this race will be, you know, probably one just. A, one or lost a few strides out of the gate, just depending on where these horses end up and, and the kind of trips they can work out. It's it's going to be a fun one, I think, and and yeah, a, a race of uh, changing fortunes in an instant for sure. What about a mixed waves, Sean, for our buddy uh, Jake Ballas and Maddie Mamiller and their and their partners? I was thinking there was a chance of missed waves off that trip last time might be able to get a good a good closing setup to come running and get a piece if not win the race. Do you give, do you give that one any count? Yeah, absolutely. I think he's got a good, or she, I guess, has a good solid finish and, and had a bunch of trouble last time, was probably best. So, um, yeah, I, I give them a big shot. I'll be, I'll be rooting hard for him for sure. Any others? Well, actually, I'll ask a different question, Duke. In terms of your wagering approach to, to this, are you thinking, is it a, a horizontal or a vertical or a straight pool situation for your opinion on big F's? Uh, probably a bunch of things. Um, it starts that all turf pick three, you know, I think that's, could be a good way to start. It starts a pick five. Um, it's a good way to start with uh, a force. You can get seven to two that you really, really like, but I, I think you talked about amidst waves. I think that horse, um, that Philly has a chance in here, especially with, with Pratt. I think Pratt is one of the guys that knows, you know, that turf course pretty well, and he'll know that he can't get hung out. Um, and he should know that. I mean, he's ridden probably, you know, he's probably won more turf races on that course than anybody. So, yeah, um, I think that I think she's got a big shot. She had a ton of trouble last time, and she proved she can run against the boys. So that's not a problem. Um, she's a good underneath horse for sure. I think. Um, I think uh, the horse Sean mentioned, "Give me to beat boys," is a good underneath horse, and and I, I I might take my shot both ways. I might go four with five nine and. Uh, and then use maybe use all three in a in a pick five, and maybe just use big ebbs a little more, you know that kind of thing. Any other strong opinions on Friday? Three of the races we haven't touched on, so it'd be great to get some chatter in there. But you know, really depends. I'd rather have you guys talk about races you want to talk about than run through the card race by race. That's not what really what these shows are about. But uh, any any strong fancies for you, Sean, on uh, on on the Friday card? Yeah, I think Gallibrand is very live in the juvenile Philly turf. Yeah, I see it. I'm going to make a pretty good play on her. 
Yeah, what's your, what's your, what attracts you the most to Gallibrand? You know, I just, I, I love the way she's finishing off these races and, and she, I thought had more than enough trouble last time, but still ran a triple digit, you know, sort of a grade one type late pace figure. Um, and just looks like a, a really rapidly improving horse that, that, you know, could, couldn't, you know, her, her, her final figures are a little light, but the way she finishes tells me that she could jump forward, you know, many, many links at, at any moment. So I think just the price and, and the way she's coming into the race is what, is what attracts me. Love that. When you say a grade one late pace figure, are you sort of grading that on a curve for a two-year-old or do you mean a, like proper grade one, you know, like what you'd see from an older horse? She ran, she ran a proper grade one late pace figure last time. That's that's pretty impressive. Do you have anything, uh, especially with your European work? I'm I'm curious. Do anything in that race, the juvenile Phillies turf? This race is interesting because I don't think this race is going to be won by a Euro, and which is is hard to say. You know, <laughs> after last year, um, but I just don't see a great one. I've watched uh, you know Long, and I think she's all right. Uh, I've watched Porta Fortuna. I'm not sure about the the two turns. Doesn't seem to be like that kind of horse. Carla's way, I don't believe, can possibly get two turns based on videos. Um, so I, I love the horse that Sean talked about, Gallibrand. I think is probably going to get overlooked even more than twelve to one. I think. I think you're. I think you're looking at you know a big price on Gallibrand. But I also think. Two other uh, United States horses were super impressive, and one was Buku or Buchu. Yep, that horse made a crazy, crazy uh, move at Keeneland. I, you don't see those moves like at, at Keeneland like that horse made uh, last time. And I'm not saying she got a great figure, but just visually impressive. Like that horse um, to me looked great, and and the horse that won at Woodbine, the Sheree Devoe horse, that horse just cruised by horses sitting four or five wide and there's been like an insane amount of winners out of that race i think there's five been... winners out of that race or something yeah that race has been so the, the, the figures have gone way up coming out of those all those winners too that's a that's a great that's a great point because that's a very live race and she was unbelievably impressive well i'll, yeah, I'll tell so you what i, I spoke with Sheree the other day in the u.s race Oh, I'm sorry, Duke. I lost that last thing you said. Say that again. I think this might be a one for the U.S. I think. Uh, yes. I just think this I, is that kind of race. I had the chance to talk to Cherie the other day. And, you know, trainers, you got to sort of read between the lines. But she wasn't really. She was she was like speaking very matter of factly. But like I could just tell how excited she was when she was describing the last work for um for she feels pretty that it just sounds like one who's let's put it this way hasn't done anything since the last race to make you to make you question um, the form uh, that the condition that uh, that that horse is is currently in. I did want to go back to your case on Gallibrand for a second, Duke, just because I don't think your methodology is as rooted in the in the late pace stuff that Sean is seeing. What was it for you that that made you want to have Gallibrand as a potential key in that race? Well, two back, she she beat the boys, and and I thought just was I mean, <laughs> on a turf course at Saratoga from a one hole, I just you don't see horses you know do what she did that day. And then last time, I'm not sure what Jose Ortiz was doing last time. I, I wrote down that the horse had a 
terrible, terrible ride. Uh, and like you said, like Sean said, horse, I mean, she had no business even mo- making the move she made late in that race because it looked like she was going to get nothing. So, and that pace was super slow. So I, I understand what he says that that last, that last quarter half must have been uh, super impressive. So I, I just agree with everything there. I just, I don't know what kind of trip you can get if you sit last in a, you know, in a 12 horse race at Santa Anita that you, it's tough to, to pass them all at Santa Anita. Maybe my hope would be that a horse like that with that kind of talent, uh, that's not necessarily evident to everybody when they get the tricky post <clears throat> that the crowd overreacts and you end up getting, you know, a much bigger price than you should. I, the example we always give of this on the shows is uh, hit it a bomb in the juvenile turf back in 15 when we ended up getting whatever it was five to one on a five to two shot kind of, or maybe I think it was even seven to one on a horse that on form in that race could have been like five to two. So uh, maybe, maybe we get a little bit of juice in the odds to compensate for that, for that difficult post. It doesn't sound like the post is putting you off Duke, just the kind of thing that's causing some concern and you'd need a little bit better of a price kind of a deal. I'm catching some of what you're saying. Some for some reason you're breaking up on my end, but uh, yeah, you're you're cutting out a lot, PTF. Ugh, maybe must be where I'm sitting here at Santa Anita. Let's tr- let me try to walk a little bit closer. The good thing about the program we're using is that it will it will stitch things together. But obviously, if you can't hear the questions I'm asking, it's not going to be much of a podcast. So <laughs> but let me move down more to the clock this corner area. But yeah, I mean, I was basically just asking you how, in the end of the day, what your cons- post concerns for she feels pretty mean, it, Duke, in terms of your betting. W- w- is it a bet less thing? Is it a need a bigger price thing, et cetera? Yeah, it could be. I mean, 11 posts at Santa Anita, you know, you get hung four or five wide that first turn. Um, you know, you don't want two to one on a horse like that. So that's why you need to, you need to, you know, make audibles. And if Gallibrand is 20, 25 to one, which she doesn't deserve, you know, you, you got to flip to a horse like that. And, and Buku could get, you know, overlooked too. I mean, you, you just don't know what you're going to get, especially nowadays with the way these computer guys bet it at the end. I mean, these odds flip all over the damn place. Um, so it's really difficult to design wagers, you know, until uh, until the last minute nowadays. And is that basically what you do? Try to come up with bets that you can structure when in that last minute when you have a chance? Like what other tools do you use to, to combat that? Uh, <laughs> I'm struggling with it. I can tell you that much. I don't, I don't have the right tools to, to beat these guys nowadays. But, um, but, you know, on Breeders' Cup Day, I hope that that's not going to come into play as much it will come into play but it won't be as severe as a regular day so i think you can do some good uh some better you know horizontal wagers i think with these type of horses you know like you know she feels pretty as an a galabran's a b buchu's a b you know you can you can go from race to race and i think you can if you're single in tamara which i probably will you know you can you can make some tickets that are going to be valuable if Gallibrand can win that race. You know what I mean? Uh, and it's not even, it's not even horrible if she feels pretty wins it. If you, if you're pressing her, you know, on some tickets. You were laughing in recognition there, Sean, when Duke was talking about ways of, you know, uh, trying to structure bets to deal with the computers, but on breeders cup day, between the fact that you're going to be active in the contest, which is sort of its own ecosystem, and the the, the liquidity, is it is it a little bit different of a deal? 
Well, uh, yeah, I mean, I would hope so. I think, I think, especially in the turf races with a bunch of Europeans, it might be, you know, they may have less of an impact in there than, you know, than say the dirt sprint where they're just going to know everything about everything. Um, but I mean, it's, you know, it's tough. Like every time you have one of us on here, you know, we say the same things. It's, you know, they're hard to deal with. We are still not sure how to deal with them. Our handles going down because of them. I mean, it's just the same old shit. So, um, you know, I think you've just got to, you know, you, you, you just got to build more value into your, your plays the best way you can. And, and, and maybe even have like a little bit of, a little bit of a buffer zone. Like, you know, if you think fair value on Gallibrand is 10 to one, say, you know, maybe she needs to be closer to 15 before you pull the trigger just to account for, you know, the fact that she could get hit late, you know, she may you know, drop 30% in the last flash. You never know anymore. It's just, it's impossible to, to know where they're going and what they're going to do. Sounds like the team is predicting good things for the North American runners in the juvenile Phillies turf. What about the juvenile turf, Duke? How are you seeing that race in general? The juvenile turf, um, I believe our best horse, I believe, is either Carson's Run, which has got a horrendous post, or yeah. or endlessly. Um, I think those two are the best American shots in that race. Uh, River Tibber, uh, the Irish bred horse, ran third. There's a horse called Van Deek that I'm surprised yep. uh, hasn't showed up, showed up at the Breeders' Cup, but horse Van Deek has beat everybody over there. And this horse ran uh, a, a decent third to Van Deek. Um, I think it was at... I think it was August 20th. Yeah, it was August 20th. I watched that tape and got in a little bit of trouble and kind of got lost in the middle of the race. I think it didn't break very well. I, I wrote down, ran a pretty good third to Van Deek. Um, so I think that's the horse to beat, I think, out of the Euros. I think River Tiber or Tiber uh, is going to be tough in that race. I, I love him. I bet him last week when it looked like he was going to come just on the idea that, you know, they track all this stuff all year of horses who are supposed to come. And he had not really been mentioned until very late in the game, which to me just suggested he was absolutely thriving at home. And then, you know, unquestionable, the horse who'd been talked about for the race practically all year and was the presumed Mount of Ryan Moore, Moore cho chooses to ride River Tiber now. So, yeah, I think he's definitely – that's a proxy for like good workout information. You know what I mean? Yeah, I sort of agree. I think our, I think our contingent in there is pretty weak. Um, I was going to ask Duke, you, Duke, you think River Tiber can, can stretch out pretty easily? Based on, seen. based on video I do, I don't love a six for a long to a mile move, but uh, based yeah. on video, it, it didn't look like it would be a problem, but that, you know, that's always, that's always a big question mark for a horse that might be favored. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, Pete, I think, you know, I think the I think River Tiber and Unquestionable are are the best two horses. Um but neither one of them's in a mile. So that's a little a little iffy. I just I just think our horses are like way below par. Um and Carson's run, like Duke was saying, is the best of them probably, but he's <laughs> You know, he's probably just tactical enough to get absolutely screwed in there. So um, he's either going to have to drop back to way last and try to pass everybody, or he's destined for like a three or four wide trip. So it, it's going to be tough for him. 
Yeah, this is uh, this is probably the weakest. Uh, you're right. I think this might be the weakest race that you're looking at. These horses don't run very good at figures. The Phillies run way higher figures, which is interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. We lose Pete completely. <laughs> we might have. We might have. He's uh, <laughs> he's lost in Clocker's corner. Um, yeah, yeah. Endlessly's been okay in, in in that race, but not not. I I didn't think visually Endlessly's been you know super a superstar. He's you know he's he's been okay, but he hasn't. I don't think he's beat much. Yeah, and he he hasn't really finished. You know, his late pace is pretty weak too. So even with a good trip, I sort of question him at you know five or six to one. Yeah, that looks like a Euro race to me. Just they just almost have to be better. It does. What are your What are your thoughts in the in the juvenile on the dirt? Um, I don't have a strong opinion. I, I'm kind of rooting for the wine steward, the New York bread. Um, I just think that's a nice, a nice New York bread. But I, I'm not sure. I think he might be a little bit overmatched, even though he ran a, a pretty good second to lock last time. Timberlake is probably the horse to beat. Um. Hasn't been two turns, but didn't look like it would be a problem based off his last race. So I think Timberlake is probably my top choice, but I don't I don't have a strong opinion in there. Yeah, I guess I don't either. I'm sort of against Prince of Monaco. Yeah, I don't like Prince of Monaco either. I thought visually that horse was unimpressive at, at Del Mar, so I don't you yeah, never know I agree. never know with with Bobby B, but I mean <laughs> He's a, he's a slippery one. You yeah. know. You never know that horse, you know. But I, I, I'm against him, and I'm kind of against. Is Muth running? As far as I know. Yeah. Okay. I don't. I don't. I'm, I don't I'm care sure for we're either. So. Yeah. I'm. Yeah. I'm sort of with you. I, I, I sort of like Locke the best, but it's a, it's not a it's not a great race. Yeah, Locke overcame a pretty bad trip last time. So if he can do it that, pretty, yeah, it's pretty yeah. bad. If Locke can pretty run bad. like that. The figure, what'd you have for the figure unlocked? You know, after they retimed it, I've got it pretty strong. I've got like a mid 90, 95, um, solid pace. I know Paul was struggling with that figure. He said after the retime, he didn't believe it, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, it's you know, uh, yet, yet another one of our issues is the, the damn timing of these races or the, you know, the. They're they're love to run one fucking nine furlong race on a card when it's really important. So they just make it hard to do figures anyway. I know it seems like everywhere you look, the the timer's broken or the. <laughs> it's like we yeah. we are in two thousand twenty three. I think the timer should. Right. Yeah. You'd think so. <laughs> but luckily, we get all these hand time races that are super accurate. I'm sure. <laughs> Uh, love well, um, I don't know what happened to our, to our boy here. I don't know what it, where he wants us to go from here, but we can go anywhere. Yeah, let's uh, let's just go to Saturday, I guess. All right. He says we're recording, so we can just keep going. So we'll, uh, fuck it, we'll just keep going. All right, let's just keep going. Saturday is interesting. I think as a as a fan, I'm not sure there's a lot of betting opportunities but there's uh there's some good races yeah there are and i'm glad i'm glad to hear you say that because i sort of had the same opinion i don't there's nothing i well other than i, I do love white barrio in the classic but 
now that Archangel is scratched, I don't think the value is going to be exactly what it was. But I, I don't. There's there's no like big price I'm I'm juiced up about playing or anything like that really. Now the classic, straightforward. The classic kind of looks straightforward. If if the Japanese horse shows up, it's him and White Abario, and if you know if the Japanese horse doesn't show up. It might be just White Abario. Nobody else runs high and big enough figures, I don't think. It, yeah, it, and it's not particularly close, is it? Not really. On my stuff, it's not. Like he just sort of lays over the field, other than the Japanese horse. Yeah, I don't. I don't have a figure on the Japanese horse. I'm hoping Paul can give me an idea, but I imagine he's got to be in the range of White Abario. So nobody else seems to even get close. Yeah, it's it's. Interesting that they run. Think, uh, isn't it interesting they're running the classic, uh, like not the last race this year? Yeah, I don't really like it to be honest. No, why? Why would they do so, that? I, I've heard it was for like TV. They don't want the, they want it to be early enough to you know be in a good time for the East Coast, I guess. But that that doesn't make much sense to me. Well, wouldn't it be better if it was later? <laughs> yeah. Who's watching? It would to me. I mean, it, horse racing it, early in the day. Yeah, I mean, the Breeders' Cup's supposed to end on the Classic in my world, so. Yeah, no, I thought it was strange, the, strange and move. What are, what are your thoughts on Cody's wish, going back to, I guess that's the first Breeders' Cup race I've had. I really wanted to bet um, the horse that just got scratched. I really liked the horse that ran second in the Dubai World Cup, but he's out, I guess. Algiers is out. Oh, is he? I haven't heard that yet. I, I just heard it this morning. I heard Algiers was out, and yeah. I, that disappoints okay. me because I, I really thought that ours was given a race at Woodbine and was just going to run. I thought the horse ran super, super good at, at Maidan on the, against the Japanese horse. Yeah, he, he had a way worse trip than the Japanese horse. Um, yeah, yeah, he ran pretty fast too, I think. Yeah. I don't know. Cody's wish was no good going a mile and an eighth, but he seems like he can get a mile – two turns he's better at one turn but i don't know he he didn't impress me visually last time so that's but he's never really run seven furlongs either i think he's run a couple times right from seven three i actually yeah actually he's won all his races i don't know i don't i'm not going to take him at four to five that's for sure yeah that's the thing is that I feel like I'm pretty confident he's not the horse he was earlier this year or late last year. And just with all the, you know, the story and the public money, he's got to just be an insanely short price. Yeah. I would, I would think less than even money for sure. Uh, he's got to be. Yeah. With better. practical move out and Algiers out. There's, yeah, some, there's, there's no, almost nobody else left to bet. Yeah. I was just going to say there's nobody left to bet. <laughs> Uh, um, who will be the second choice? That'd be interesting. Uh, that. Great question. I mean, could it just be Baffert, sort of by default? It might be. It might be National Treasure, who I don't like at all. <laughs> yeah. Skippy Longstocking, yeah, I think, could be one that gets overlooked. Skippy Longstocking might get overlooked. I think uh, he might be in that Santa Anita stocking position that works. Yeah, I, I, so. I totally agree with that, actually. Yeah, I think he's going to be uh, he's going to be in a great he's going to be in a great spot. Yeah, because there's not a lot of speed, and Zozos will probably get it, and he'll probably just sit on him. What about the I guess what's next? Breeders, the Philly Mare Turf. That's a that actually is a talented race. I think I think the Euros are super talented in that race. I thought uh, visually, 
Um, and the spiral is questionable going a mile and a quarter. That's the one that I don't, I don't know. I don't think she's ever been past a mile. I think. Um, I was going to ask you that. I'm going to, I'll look at her. Uh... Visually, I didn't see it being a problem, but she was in a mile straight race. I think the last time she ran or two back and she got left and still won. It was kind of a super impressive race going a mile, but, um, but I don't know about a mile and a quarter around turns. Like, they, do they start on the hill too? I think they start on the hill in that race. I think they start on the hill. Yeah, she's also never been left-handed. I don't think. Yeah, that could. The only turns she's gone are right. That could be a big problem for her. But Warm Heart, uh, I mean, is gonna be tough to beat. I would think with the cut back to a mile and quarter, and just seems seemed visually visually really good. You know, watching uh, her races. And I'm against in Italian. Interesting. Yeah, I sort of am too. In Italian's had such easy leads. I I mean, maybe she'll get another one, but I don't know. I'm not going to take her at three to one with another easy lead. Right. Yeah. Well, and it just sort of feels like even if she runs a huge race, she's going to get run down like last year. Yeah. You know, like she's just not quite as talented as some of these, especially the Europeans. Um, and uh, you know, somehow Fev Rover ran a ridiculous race last time. Did you watch that race at Woodbine? Uh, no, I haven't. I haven't watched that one actually yet. Somehow she <laughs> went to the lead, looked like she was going to ease, fell back to like third, like a couple lengths off the lead, and then rebroke and just drew away from a couple. I mean, solid horses. I was like, what? How did that happen? Hmm. You know, it was just, it was very visually super impressive. I don't know how she did it. And the figure came back okay, too, which I don't yeah. know. Yeah, she's she's really, she's a she's a really talented horse. I mean, she can deep close, she can win on the lead. She's Yeah. She, she's going to find a good spot to be in, that's for sure. I bet her at Saratoga and the Diana, and I thought, I thought nine to one was super great price. And of course, I got third. <laughs> <laughs> Ran a good third to one of Chad's or two of Chad's, and that's the way racing's been this year for me. So, yeah. Oh, you know what? That was the. the I had an opinion. I, I like the. Uh, I like the fourth Chad in that race that they scratched like thirty minutes before post. Oh or yeah, forty-five minutes before post or something. Where I'd already got my damn horizontal stuff locked in, and then I was, I was stuck on in Italian who I hated. Yeah. Um, that was. Brutal. Yeah, that race is going to be fun to watch. I'm not sure there'll be a lot, ton of value in that race, but um, I'm, but uh, just going against an Italian, I guess, creates some value. Yeah, yeah, I think. Uh, I think I figured out. I think I think I figured out a way to get back, back in this room, guys, while keeping the recording going. <laughs> we can, can hear you. Hear me? I'm sure the the the, uh, the listeners may be disappointed. I think I, I may be Wally pipping myself, <laughs> dropping out. Um, and letting you guys uh, just run with it. You're the ones they want to hear anyway. So if you're happy enough, just keep rolling on. I, as much as anything, I just wanted to hear what you were saying without having to go back and be a listener. Well, whatever you want to do, my man. We're good. Sounded like you were talking Philly and Mayor Turf. Well, uh, keep just keep uh, keep going. I'll I'll chime in. But who's ever been leading, just continue to lead. Because I'm sure you've been doing as good a job. I'm, as not, I'm not sure we have a leader, but we'll we'll, we'll keep going. <laughs> <laughs> uh philly mayor sprint i think uh good, good night olive is definitely uh the horse to beat um 
I don't really, society is probably the other one. So I, I don't have anything crazy to talk about in that race. So. What, what likely, I, I agree. I think those are the only two that could possibly win. Um, what, what percentage chance would you give society to, to beat her? That's a good question. Um, I think it's, uh, you know, I think Goodnight Olive is probably a 70, 60 to 70% chance of winning, and the other one's probably 35, you know, in that rate. I, I think it's 30 to 40, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, if, if they leave, if they leave society alone on the lead, that's going to be, that's going to be trouble for Goodnight Olive coming from a one post. Uh, going. Yeah. Well, that, that was going to be my next question since you're, you're way from more familiar with Santa Anita's biases than I am at this point. What, how bad a post is that for that horse? Um, it's not good, but I don't think it's, I don't think it's like the end of the world to like, so, like some tracks, like some tracks you get the one post going seven and you got no chance. Right. I mean, it's like, right. unless you're, unless you're super fast or, or you're going to drop back to last and, you, and you're that good, but. She's got the she's got the problem of being somewhat in the middle. I think you talked about that with a horse that was had an outside post earlier. She's got that she's got that problem where I I've got a little speed, but what when am I going to use it is the question. And from a one hole, she's going to have to use it at some point to get to get out of there and, and get get onto society because if society gets away, you know, it's going to be she's going to have a tough time running her down. And I don't and I don't see anybody that can really run with society on my, on my form. I don't know about your pace figure. No, I, no, I agree. I think, you know, I think society's just, just dead loose. And then, you know, Irad's going to have to, he's going to have to extract himself before the turn because he's going to have to go after her on the turn. He can't wait till the stretch. If he waits to the stretch, she's probably, she's probably gone. I guess Ida maybe with throwing blinkers on, which is crazy, but. Uh, I'm surprised yeah. he's doing that, but I mean, but maybe, maybe she'll show really sharp speed and go after society, but I don't know. That would help. Good night, Olive. Yeah. This is great. I don't need to do anything but sit back here on the grass at Santa Anita and listen to you guys talk. And you, you talked about all the things that would have been on my notes for that race. Yeah. I felt like the draw was the thing that flipped it to me where I was sure I was going to pick good night, Olive. And then all of a sudden. At the prices the other day, the dead loose society case uh, came to fruition. Is it when it's that obvious? Is a race that you got in terms of you know the two top figures? You know, is there a way to make money in that race, or or is it is it more of or is this discussion more like just theoretical? Mm, that's a good question. Um, you know, for me, it's probably more theoretical. Yeah. And then for the BCBC, I thought Goodnight Olive was a, a potential you know go all in, try to pick up some chips kind of horse, but. You know the post. The post bothers me a little bit um, for that play. You know, I don't know if I want to stake my whole contest on on a horse that you know could get stuck down inside and could get stuck behind like a dying Eda and have a little trouble. I mean, we've seen good that Olive have that trip before and get beat. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't I don't anticipate that in this race straight all that much, if at all. Yeah, I don't I don't either. I would I I wouldn't probably play this race much. Uh, I just think it might be fun to watch to see what happens you know if if society gets yeah. gets the jump and if goodnight olive runs her down that would be that would be a huge race for goodnight olive and you know it could be expected too i mean she's she's almost done nothing wrong 
I was just going to say, I'm enjoying your hosting. Go on. Let me let me be a fan. You just you start on your 13th week, PTO. <laughs> <laughs> get, a little, get a little Bloody Mary at the corner. You're good. You're good to go. Uh, Duke, I was good. That actually might be. That might be. <laughs> That might be right what you need. Uh, Duke, I was just going to ask you what's your thoughts on the uh, the Kirsten Bosch as like a potential third or fourth, you know, cold is, try kind of horse. I was there that day, and I don't know. We were talking about timers when uh, PTF was missing. And you, do you believe that um, – do you believe that pace was as fast as it was that day? I mean, I think they put up 43 or something that day. Something. Yeah, I don't know. I, I've just gotten, I've gotten to the point where I just sort of blindly trust the damn, you know, whatever they're putting out and, and go on with life because I don't have time to hand time and video watch and do all the shit that's actually needed. So, I, I guess it was fast. I, you know, on my pace figures, it was, it was fast, but it wasn't like unbelievably fast. Yeah, that's true. It um, didn't, it didn't turn out to be even. Like super, like yeah. a crazy fast, but in the, in that case, it was fast, and um, I thought Kirsten Bosch got the got the setup. Um, yeah. I clearly unhinged ran just as good or better than uh, than Kirsten Bosch. So I mean, I don't I don't think those two horses are in. I don't think they're in the same league, and I and I know the owner of clearly unhinged, so I'll be, I'll be rooting for him. But um, I don't I don't see it happening. I, I mean, yeah, I think they're. I think they're playing in the streets with those other two horses. Yeah. Well, what about what do we have next? Breeders' Cup Mile. I thought this was a sort of a hard race. Very hard race. Um, I don't think uh, I don't think we have anything that can that can compete here. I, we usually don't win this race. The U.S. Uh, the Japanese horse is going to be the. I mean, tough to beat. I would say. I, just watched. I only watched one of his races. I couldn't find uh, the rest, but the one I did watch, I I was surprised he he got up and won. Or actually, that's a that's a mare, right? Mayor, yeah, that's she... a mare. I'm surprised she got up and won. It was like a sick finish uh, off of a blocked inside trip. Like I mean, it was just crazy that she could get up and and beat horses like of that caliber. So I I think that race goes through that horse if that horse. Uh, comes here in in the top form i i see uh everybody else having trouble what about the post does that bother you what kind of what kind of running style is she gonna not really because that horse she came she she kind of weaved through the day you know i i watched her so it didn't look like it would be a problem if she tucked in like a fifth sixth you know two three wide it didn't it didn't look like visually that would be a problem um I'm not really sure how good that Kalina is. I've watched. Do you have you have any figure on that Kalina? Yeah, I mean, you know, she runs okay figures. She ran like a you know low hundred last time. Um, seems to be improving, but it. I think she's sort of a cut below song line, and um, even Win Carnelian runs runs halfway decent figures i was surprised when carnelian was 30 to 1 i wrote down uh yeah using tries and 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 supers and stuff because i don't think that horse can go off 30 to 1 but maybe he might get overlooked it's uh i agree the the race there was a race that i watched um i think that killer front that the horse the 
what's the name of that horse that uh, won the won the Medan uh, huge turf race? I think he ran against him. Oh yeah, is it Equinox? Equinox. Equinox. Yeah. I think, I think he ran against him one time, and everybody got dusted. The Equinox is a damn freak. Yeah, everybody got dusted by Equinox. <laughs> Um, so that, I didn't think that was bad. And yeah, I, I agree. The figure's got to be okay based on what I've seen uh, on that horse. Um, Maj didn't, Maj didn't impress me visually last time. Maj's races prior to that were great, but, um, maybe it was the mile and an eighth cause it never been that far, but looked like he was kind of laying down. She was kind of laying down at the end of that race. Yeah, I agree. I, I'm sort of against her. At the, well, if she's anywhere near that morning line, you know, I'm, I've got to play against her because I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. I just, I, I didn't think she ran that fast overall, and I just didn't like it visually. Yeah, I was on that same boat, and uh, I mean, more than looks is a really nice three year old that we have. But I mean, he's been super impressive. But I still don't think figure wise he can get near these, uh, these euros. And Master of the Seas drew a horrible post. Yeah, I'm, I'm completely against him. You have to be from a fort. What uh, What do you make of a horse like Gina Romantica, who just seemingly improved out of nowhere? I don't know where that came from. Um, it usually when the Chad gets him to improve, though, they usually keep running. That's that's usually my case with Chad. Like he, uh, when they get to that point, you know, they don't usually go back to the back to the old. So right. I'm not right. sure what made it happen, but something. Uh, she could be right there, couldn't she, with a pretty good inside trip? She could definitely get a good trip, especially the way Gaffleone likes to ride. He likes to put horses in the race. Um, I don't see him going back too far. I see him going forward and, and inside. And definite use in the definite use underneath for sure. Ready. Um, it's a, that's a good race. I think that's a very, very that good is, that's race. A, that's a really good race. Yeah. Which it usually is. Any, any strong opinion in the distaff? Cause I, I really don't have one. I thought it was interesting that Clarier's running. I thought that was interesting. <laughs> yeah. I sort of agree. What are your, what are your thoughts on Clarier? I don't know. I mean, she was so bad last time that I thought they would just retire her and breed her, but. The fact that he's going to take one more shot um, and he's going to get a ton of pace to run at, I mean, with Idiomatic and Adair Manor and and Randomized, I just see if she can really run back to her, her old, if she runs back to, like, the Apple Blossom, I mean, if she runs back to that race, I mean, she's got to be, she's got she's to be there, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I just... I'm I'm leaning to the fact, you know, to the to to the idea that she's done. Um, yeah, I can see that too. Just because she, her race, the Shuvi is really the one that bothers me the most. I I think she sort of declined going into that race and then came back with that stinker. So, uh, but it's it's interesting. I, I couldn't take too short a price on her. It's weird. Our uh, our, race, workout, uh, our workout report guy has mixed feelings too. You can tell, like. You know, he's got really, yeah, he's got good, then bad, then good, then bad, you know, like not bad, but good, but then okay, good, then okay, you know, like, so I don't know. She, you just, <laughs> you just got to think that if Asmussen's going to run that, that, that mare, she's, 
not gonna she's not gonna ease which you think she could offer last right right yeah i don't know it's a tough this race just this race feels like it could produce some like shocking result to me crazy winner you know, the, yeah the yeah the top of the market they're all just sort of dressed up and have the same style you know it just feels like anything could happen in here i agree idiomatic's going to be super over bet she's going to be like seven eight to five i would think so and i don't i don't think she deserves it yet um i, I wanted the, the 11 late vita to draw a better post me too, actually. That's, that was the bomb I was going to mess gonna, around with. But She's going to get so overlooked, and I thought she'd be, you know, closer to 40 to 1, probably. And I thought she was going to be a good horse to use, but I, I don't know from an 11 post. Well, I mean, you know, maybe this guy just says there's a ton of pace, and I'm on a closer. I'm just going to drag her back, and, you know, she maybe she's just too wide going around that first turn, and there's a ton of pace in front of her. I mean, if she's forty to one, I'm, I'll I'll make that I'll, I'll bet that scenario and just hope it works out. Um, I think she could be close to that, right? I mean, she's going to get completely overlooked in this race. There's, I would think so. I, I don't see how I don't see how she could be any shorter than thirty. Yeah, I think she's a. Yeah, I wish I wish she was like a six post, but I mean, it doesn't I guess it doesn't matter if the guy does think like we're thinking. Just take back and make one run yeah yeah jockeys usually don't think like gamblers though no they don't do that <laughs> a lot of times they don't think period <laughs> i don't think we want to go on to that part of the show <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i'm laughing my ass off out here on mute it's great stuff guys keep going uh, all right what about the big turf race i I really like Mostadaf, and I'm hoping you. I ho I'm hoping you do too. Visually, Mostadaf got jerked by that Equinox, like uh, in the in the Maidan race. Like he 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 saw he got right up to Equinox, and Equinox like just said bye, and you know, so it looked like he ran a lot worse than he did, but he he got put away by Equinox. So I mean, otherwise, what has he done wrong? I mean, he's just like he's been perfect since, right? So. Yeah, he's he's about a length and a half to two lengths clear of the best of the other best Europeans in here. Um, yeah, I, I would agree. And, he's and, definitely the best one. Uh, I thought I watched the arc. Did you watch the arc at all? I, I, no, I haven't seen the arc yet. It looked like the arc. All the horses that ran good in the arc came from way back, and Onesto came from last. I think yeah. it was one of those. Uh, you know, I think it rained there as it usually does, and I think. Uh, it just Onesto just got like a kind of like one of those what I would call like a suck up third kind of I know it was the Gark, but it's hard to say suck up third yeah. Gark, but but uh it seemed like it anyway. So I was kind of no there and then uh Auguste Rodin, I I don't know about that one. That one I can't uh that one I can't get a good line out. He did beat Onesto, but that see that didn't I didn't think that was the greatest thing in the world that he beat you know Onesto and so I was kind of like, what at what price Augusta Rodin's going to be? I say probably I'll pass. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. Yeah, I, I, th I think it's it's the kind of race where I think just based on the prices, you've sort of got to 
pick between him or, or most of Duff and, and sort of let it, you know, lay with which, whichever we choose, I, I would go most of Duff. I, I do think King of Steel is interesting if his price floats up a little bit, but uh, his post is, is pretty bad. I couldn't believe King of Steel actually won the race at uh, Ascot. Like, it looked like he had no yeah. chance of winning. Like, if you watch the race, yeah. last, 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 and then gets out in the stretch and somehow gets up. But he didn't even look. He didn't even look like he was ever going to win the race. So maybe yeah, he, I agree. He was. Maybe he's just a grinder. It might be just one of those horses that can grind three wide the whole way. Any Americans interest you at all in this? I wish we're like Goddess went in the other race, but. Um, I wish she went against Phillies, but uh, from that post and the way she doesn't settle too well, I don't give her much chance. Um, Up to the mark, I mean, I don't understand why he's not in the mile. Um, Any? Oh, you have the. I have the answer. I have the answer, Duke. I'll interject with this. Um, Owner owner picked picked the spot. Poli picked the mile and a half. That was the rumor that I heard. He just wanted to be in the big. Wanted to be in the big race, and they they weren't. It doesn't sound like the. It doesn't sound like anybody had a. Ch- it doesn't sound like anybody but him made the I mean, call. That horse is super talented. I mean, but yeah, I, I don't see. I don't see want any part of mile half at all. So I mean, not not to me. Uh, sure, yard got got. Beat beat up by Equinox too in that um, in that Maidan race. I watched uh, watched that, and he didn't really have much of a trip. That I don't know why you would bring a horse from Japan off his last. See how, see how bad he ran in his last race. His last was terrible. Why why would you bring that horse here? Uh, honestly, I don't know. Uh, it's sort of baffling to me it was super baffling they, they, uh, i don't know i couldn't i couldn't even see i mean the ones that they've been successful with have all been in really good form and they've right. shown up here so I, I, it doesn't really doesn't make a ton of sense to me uh, but it didn't make any sense to me either i and I, I didn't know what to do with that one we've sort of talked about the classic already yeah, Pete missed our classic. If he went, maybe he was. Yeah, he did. Uh, I'll go back we, and listen. We Don't think worry. it's White of Barrio, and if not, it's the Japanese horse. So um. that's that's how I. Well, I, I'd give Zandon a little count. One thing I'll say about a Barrio, though, just this stuff about you know him supposedly having some foot issues and all this stuff and missing work. It's just it's bumming me out a little. But I mean, I'm still picking him. He missed the work. Yeah, he. I think he missed the work. Missed like the work last, last week. week. Then he came back and worked like a fucking freak. So, yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, it was, much. maybe it's a Dutro. Maybe it's a Dutro. We trust. Yeah, he looks yeah. like he worked well. So, um, and the Japanese horse looked like he worked well. Did you watch the Japanese horse work? I, yeah, people went and they they went nuts for him here. They they, they he was he was talk of the town. Yeah, he worked on whatever day that was. He looked like he just had. <laughs> he could go around the track six times. It looked like. One good bit of info I have on him that Michael Adolphson said on one of our other shows is that even though the raw time of Sotagake back in uh, back in March was faster, that that track totally changed 
just in terms of track speed going from the desert heat of the day to the to the night so you'll hear a lot of people probably pointing that out that Dermis Sotogake ran faster than him but it's it's I think it's kind of an illusion and in if think if somebody was making figures on that card with a variant they they would uh, have Ushba faster than Dermis Sotogake's number on that same card yeah, I know Paul and I talked about that figure a lot pre-Derby, and I honestly can't remember. In my head, I, I wasn't sure that the track changed all that much, but maybe it did. Well, he didn't run. He didn't run at all in Derby, right? Uh, surprised they brought him back. He got a bad trip. He had a bad trip and stayed on for six. I don't. I just can't see him. How does he win? This? How does he win this? He was also then they said he was done for the year, and then all of a sudden he was in training again. I just. It's hard to imagine having a sixth in the Derby be your prep race, essentially, for the Breeders' Cup Classic. And I don't like the narrative of, oh, he's not running and now he's running. So I'm, I'm anti-Derma and with, and with Ushba. Yeah. yeah, I would agree. He's strange handling on him. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think – I'm not, I'm not with Derma, but, I mean, it's hard to – he's going to be 30, 30 to 1 plus, so. Right. Yeah, it's not much equity in his life making negative cases on 30 to one shots, but <laughs> that's why I was on mute the whole show. I'm letting you guys talk. Feel free to be, feel free to demure a little bit in these last two races with them being now the keys to the, to the, uh, Raiders cup betting challenge. But if you want to con- continue rolling on, so the it. betting challenge ends with the classic. No, it ends with the sprint. No, it doesn't. It, it ends, ends with the sprint, two. uh, the dirt sprint. Yep. Yeah, the what, last Pete, why did they switch the format? What was the reasoning behind this? It's TV, TV windows. It's when NBC. Could, they yeah, really think that does. matters at six forty at night. <laughs> the, the politics of racing TV is surprisingly okay. still important. I'll say that much. I've learned that it's 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 not great from a horse playing point of view for the BCBC. I don't think. That was an interesting move, but I mean, I I think like Sean and I were saying, doesn't the Breeders' Cup have to end with the classic? I mean, to me it does, but I don't. I'd prefer it. What do I know? Yeah, uh, we're just we're just we're just getting old, Duke. I, mean, I, I would prefer it just be one fucking just, day too, but I yeah, I don't know. All right, I got a I got a really interesting horse in this race, and uh, it's 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 all. Japanese again, I think. Uh, that horse, uh, Jasper Crone. If you watched that last race um, uh, in Japan, they sent this horse like, I mean, you couldn't believe how fast this thing was. Like, like they knew they were going to run here next. Like, hmm. the thing came out of the gate and was just quarter horse to the lead. Like you couldn't even imagine, and he almost won it. And, and I don't think they th- thought they were going to win. They, I think there was just like a, a move to get more speed into the horse. And uh, at five eighths, at five eighths over here, I mean, if that horse comes out and blasts like that, oh, uh, it's like running four and a half. You know, like I mean that that on that this turf course it might break a, a world record. I just love that horse. I just think that horse is just going to blast them. Wow, that's interesting. I had not, uh, I had not really considered him. I have to go back and watch that race. Yeah, watch and see what he did last time. It was unbelievable how fast he was. I, the other thing is the other horse is fast too. That live in 
living the dream is fast. Yeah, that horse, that horse is really fast. I know this. That race could be insanely fast. I mean, early could be crazy speed. Who's the pace. who's the best closer in your opinion? If if that pace scenario materializes, who's the who's the most likely to take advantage? Big of invasion. That? That's a a tough one. Yeah, see, I, I disagree with Big Invasion. I don't think he's that good. Uh, to me, it's Motorious. Yeah, probably Motorious. I mean, Motorious was super impressive uh, at Del Mar. And, I mean, I I had him running huge last time, so I would say Motorious. I mean, No Balls is going to have to sit. I can tell you that. He ain't going to be able to be fast enough to run with these horses. He's gonna. He's, yeah. he's nowhere near as fast as living the dream in the Japanese horse. Anybody yeah, he's probably getting ahead of those, honestly, they're crazy. Um, I agree. I think. Uh, I think you got to go with Motorius off the pace. I can't. Does uh, so? How would you? How will you? How do you plan on betting this this Japanese horse vertically? I'm sure you'll. I'm sure you're going to play in horizontals. It sounds like. Yeah, I'm definitely going to play him in horizontals. So I mean, I, I just think, I just think they set him up. I'm not even sure he'll go to the lead, but I think they their idea was to get all the speed into him in for this race. Yeah. So he might sit on that other horse, but I just thought, you know, he just looked. He just looked like to me like the right five furlong type horse. I'm surprised they're running this race at five furlongs. By the way, I thought this race should be run down the hill. It should. Absolutely it should. I don't even understand it, but but I think at five yeah, furlongs, yeah. uh it's a different kind of race. I think it's 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 not I think this race is gonna be won early and if if it is it's gonna be won by him. That's interesting. That's, that's... I mean, do we need no, to talk about the sprint? It's up, it's up to you guys, you know, if you uh, especially, you know, it, it could be a key it, a lot of wise guys out there. People might know what you're betting in the BCBC. You've given so much. I have no problem if you uh, if you completely punt on it. But if there's any questions you guys want to ask each other, maybe that's a good one to just ask a, just a random race question about. You don't have to fully tip your hand. But it's up to you guys. You can, you can punt completely. You've given us more than enough, and you gave me a, an hour off during Breeders' Cup week, which is this is my favorite hour of the week. I mean, I'm lying here in the sun in the paddock at Santa Anita listening to you guys talk. Is it already hot over there, PTF? Is it hot already? It's hot. Yeah, it's not unpleasant, but it's definitely it's it's. The, the, I, I had to I had to move under the, the shade of the the tree just outside the paddock. I might show up there tomorrow. Possibility. Oh, you should. I'm I'm at the World Tote Association Forum. I have a a hosting gig with uh, with Vanessa Ryle, but I will try to. If there's any opportunity, obviously I want to come over here because that's going to be a fun day. Everybody's going to be out. Vibes are going to be good. Um. But yeah, you guys, you you you've done such a great job, Sean. Just keep going, and then I'll I'll do the close when you're done. Unless you want to do your own close, that would be appropriate too. <laughs> Am I going to check for this? I mean, Jesus Christ! New job, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> um, I don't believe so. Uh, I'm definitely not going on Friday. Um, I may go Saturday. I haven't decided yet. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm really thinking about going tomorrow. I, I, I like the idea of going the day before and then coming home and being on my computer with my, my, in my office and trying to 
make some real money this year. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. I, well, I'll be out there. If you if you end up at the track tomorrow, shoot me a text, and I'd, I'd love to meet up with you. Okay, that'd be great. Um, I'm pretty sure I'm going to go. Um, I like Elite Power, by the way, in the sprint, if anybody cares. Yeah, I, no, I, I agree. He's way the best to me. Yeah, so anybody that's listening uh, and is in the BCBC, they can bet. They can bet the chalk because he's, uh, to me, he's he's a super horse. Any worries about the pace in there? The more I looked at it, the more I was like, everybody's going to think there's not that much pace, and then there's actually going to be pace, and Elite Power is probably just going to win. That's how I picked it in the end. But I really wanted to be like a little bit of a speedboat beach wise guy or something for half a second before I, I rotated back full circle to the favorite. I bet speedboat beach last time, and I was surprised he didn't win. He was coming off huge workouts and stuff, uh, and I knew Baffert was going to have that horse ready. I, I'm surprised he didn't beat Dr. Shivel last time, so I'm not sure why he beat him this time. So I don't know. I was thinking it was just a condition thing, second off that long layoff, but you think with Baffert, since he puts the screws to them so much off the layoff, that second off the layoff isn't really, not really as much of a thing? That would be my case, but, you know, I'm not... I don't. I don't have a good line on on Baffert. Like, who knows when his horses? Sometimes his horses explode, and sometimes they don't. I don't. I don't. I don't know what he does. Um, but I'm. I'm not. I'm not on board, especially at the price he's going to be. He's going to be way over bet. I think he might be second choice. Right. Yep. Yeah. Probably. Who do you have? If you don't mind answering this, Sean, who do you have making the lead in there? Oh God. Um, I think Speedboat Beach probably makes it. Um. But the thing, you know, most of these horses have a real, real set of brakes on them. So the problem they have with the pace is if they go too fast, they're going to stop. If they go too slow, they're going to get out finished by elite power anyway. You know, they just, there's just no real, like, real finishing talent in here. So he, you know, he can't really get a bad pace scenario. Um if he's right and he and he runs his race, he's going to win. The only way I think the only way Elite Power will lose that race is if they if they go super slow, which I don't see happening at Santa Anita. If they go super slow and he gets a little lost early. That would be the that'd be the only way. I mean, because if like Gunite stalked Speedboat Beach in a slow pace scenario and and got away from him like he did, it's sort of like he did in at Saratoga, but that was going seven. Uh, yeah. That would be the one scenario the only yeah, way that I completely agree with. That can I, and I, I didn't love the fact that Gunnight went into that that mile race at Parks. I, I don't, I didn't understand that move, but um, it seems an odd prep for a for the yeah, Breeders' Cup. That throws me Breeders off. Cup sprint. PTF, do you do you have do you know anything about that? Were they really thinking about running this horse in a mile? Yeah, I mean they cross centered. They kept talking about it. I don't know ultimately. And all year they was weird. You know they they had you know horses for different races, and they were looking to you know they talked about which one. You know they were talking about running Echo Zulu in the in the in the sprint. So I, I think there was some confusion about it. And I do I do think the mile was a, a re, the the mile was a real possibility. And they just—I mean—that's what he ran in last year, right? So, I—I—I uh, I, I think they're, they're you know kind of making it up as they go. You would think after he lost to Cody's Wish, they wouldn't go there again, right? I mean, yeah, that also could be it. I mean, there's there's a lot. I think there's a lot. Sometimes there's a lot that goes into this, 
um, and then they just sort of have to make a decision. There, he's not he's not really a horse with a proper. He's not really a horse with a exactly a, a good a, a great spot for as talented as he is at the Breeders' Cup. One horse I do want to mention in there, and he's probably a little bit overmatched, is the Chosen Braun. I just love that horse. I just oh, he's think, so cool. Uh, he's just yeah. a cool horse, a Calbred. I mean, he's just he always tries and. Um, I'm rooting for him to hit the board in there. You know, that'd be awesome. For I could them. see it. I could see it. What's his best, what's his best running style? What's it, what, if you were giving instructions and you knew they were going to listen, uh, what would you say about the, the ride for chosen from? I would try to get him into position, try to get him into like a, a third or fourth, you know, just, just behind the, just behind speedboat beach in the nine. That's what I would try to do because he, he's got tactical speed. So, he can get ahead of all these uh, horses to his inside. I think maybe not, maybe not Doctor Shivel, but he, I think he can get ahead of the rest of them. I could see it, right? He sticks his nose in front, and then here comes the lead power, and there's your exact. <laughs> I'd love to see that. Yeah, no, that makes makes a lot of sense. Guys, I'm going to let you go. You've done such a great job. I mean, look, I could listen to you all day, but I told you an hour. I think it's been like an hour and a half. I'm a little lost out here at Santa Anita this morning. I think I'm going to go get that Bloody Mary. But is there anything else? Before I do that, is either of you have a closing thought or final question for each other? Something you've been waiting on in, uh, during the show before I let you get out of here. Uh, how was Hong Kong this morning? It was good. I had, uh, That's I had good. a nice morning. I had a couple couple top figure horses win and pay oh, 30 wow. bucks and. 28 and 35 so it was can uh, you imagine a place very productive it was one of those days where i made that's pretty it was, it was one of those days where you like you made great money and then you look back and you're like the shit i probably should have made five or six yeah. times for you, you always say that after the fact right but, yeah that's yeah good. but top figure horses paying 30 dollars though that's not something we see a lot in this part of the no, world certainly not <laughs> certainly not i i did make i did make probably a huge mistake i i very briefly laid out a, a pick six play yesterday um that i think was going to hit for almost a million dollars but oh no i need to I, I sort of need to go back and look at it but I oh maybe not go back and look at it go easy on yourself wait till after the breeders cup yeah anyway. unless it'll motivate you to to, to do even more yeah. here it, uh, <laughs> i was i was thinking they weren't going to hit it they actually did hit it so that makes me feel a little better. But if I, if I cost myself like a pool sweep, there was a carryover. It was they could have been ugly. Uh, but you've been asking Duke questions the whole show. But do you have one more for him? Um, I guess what uh, what do you think is the best value play on Saturday? The best value play is probably going to end up being that that turf horse and the the Japanese turf horse probably. But you yeah. know those horses, that horses can get. They can get tanked too. I mean, who knows what that horse is going to go off? I think you'll be a price. What What is the name of that beast anyway? Maikai something? Uh, no, that one's in the that one's in the Philly. That one's in the dirt race, right? Yeah, yeah. Right, this right, one's right. Jasper the... Crone. Jasper yeah. Crone. That's right. That's I right. like Jasper Crone. That, that that we didn't talk about that horse. That horse actually was in that race with Jasper Crone and had a terrible trip, but. I don't understand why they're running that horse on the dirt. That horse is not has never been on the dirt, as far as I know. Mikey Yell. 
I don't know. Is it just anything in the pedigree scream dirt? Did you, you, look you know that? Do you know the Japan tires? <laughs> a little bit. You know, I mean, it's Sunday Silence Line. Mickey Isle. Mickey Isle is the sire. I have no idea. If there's Sunday Silence Line, maybe that's as simple as that. They're like, well, <laughs> but, uh, and so many of them are. I mean, he's such a dominant force over there. And I don't really have any, I, I mean, for a Breeders' Cup, I think it's more, you know, it's going to be fun to watch. I mean, I don't have anything that's going to be, you know, not, there's no uh, 50 to 1 surprises, that's for sure, I don't think. I thought your case about something crazy happening in the distaff made a lot of sense. You know, if it's a meltdown and the best closer isn't a horse anymore um, and wet paint's just not good enough, then, yeah, I mean, you could, that that's your shot for a 50 to 1, right? Yeah, yeah maybe. That could be yeah, the race. Could be that could be the race. We've seen that movie before. I mean, Le Davida would be would be my choice. <laughs> I don't know. You just don't know what these guys are going to do. Like we said, they could all sit in that race. It, it is hard to know. I mean, Jose Ortiz is unrandomized. I mean, you never know what he's going to do. There's just so much. Like three of them. I feel like three of them have to go. You know, there's like five who could. Don't, don't three of them have to? I mean, you would think so. I can't believe you would think so. But you know, I don't, I don't have them running like ungodly pace figures. All these speed horses, like they're speed horses and they've got pace, but they're not like they're not unbelievably fast. So I, the the idea that they could sit, especially after what happened a couple of years ago when the pace got so hot, I, I think that's that's actually a pretty valid idea. Knowing jockeys too, it's almost like you got to look at the races that happened just before. Sometimes they'll just isn't that what happened in the well, right? Because the the distaff it was, the, it was the other way around, right? The distaff went crazy fast, and then the classic was just like ridiculously slow because like it was yeah. almost like nobody yeah, wanted yeah, to do let, the same thing. <laughs> yeah, they let Mexico go. Yeah, I actually think a horse that we didn't even talk about might make the lead in that race. I think Hoosier Philly might make yeah. the lead in that race. Yeah, that's definitely possible. She did she is she drawn inside? She drew the one. Putting blinkers on. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good call. But I don't think she has any chance. I think idiomatic will be the best speed. It's just a question of if something comes and gets her, I think. Her pace figures are slow. Just she did she picks it up pretty quick, but but her she's not fast early. It's gonna be fascinating. Well, I'll let you guys go. I we could do this all we could do this all day. So I will I will allow you uh and and definitely extra credit. Thank you so much. Hopefully you cursed me good and proper when I uh, dropped out for 15 minutes. I'll go back and edit the best I can, but apologies for my technical difficulties here. But we got it all figured out. And uh, like I said, people are probably just as happy with me on the sidelines getting to listen to you guys talk about this stuff. Hopefully we'll all get a chance to, to meet up uh, this weekend as soon as tomorrow. But uh, just thanks a ton, guys. Thank this was you. a lot of fun. Enjoyed it. Thanks, Duke. All right. Good luck. Yep. Thank you. All right, guys, we will leave it there. Thanks so much to Duke and so much to Sean. We'll be back with plenty more content on the network soon. I'm Peter Thomas Fornital. May you win all your photos.